1: Welcome to our part two Toy Fair 2012 coverage. I'm Marjorie.
2: I'm Arnie. We are at the Javits Center today, going to be going through looking at all of the Star Wars stuff that is out and available.
1: Yeah, right now we're at the Lego booth. We're starting out the morning there. They always have a wonderful morning of breakfast for us and coffee while we can see the newest Lego toys.
2: A lot of cool stuff, a lot of new minifigures. I guess that Lego Advent Calendar was a big success. It's one of my favorite items they're showing here is an Advent Calendar for 2012 with a very cool Santa mall, or is it just Darth Maul in a red parka?
1: I think it's Santa mall. He's very cute with his little red and white hoodie.
2: And a whole bunch of new stuff. And we got a chance to talk to somebody at Lego about their new offerings. And we are here with Amanda at the Star Wars display at LEGO, and a lot of things on display here.
3: We have a very big collection this year for LEGO Star Wars, and we're, we're thrilled. We love Star Wars, as a lot of people know. It's our first license that we ever came out with in 1999. It kind of brought LEGO into a whole new realm, um, and we've over the years made had over 300 LEGO Star Wars sets and over 400 LEGO Star Wars minifigures. So we're continuing with the tradition this year and have a lot to offer collectors. You know,
2: having done so much and having such a history with It you've got so many new cool items here. Is it challenging to find new? areas of Star Wars to explore.
3: I, I know that um, our master builders who come up with these sets over in Denmark and um, product development, they're really amazing in what they do and they're always taking inspiration from, we're lucky enough with, like, with Lego Star Wars that we have um, a license with the films and with the, with the Clone Wars, so there's a lot to work with, but they do a great job and it's really amazing to see what they can take from the movies and from video games and make into Lego form and they really are true to what we think it would look like.
2: Now, something new you're offering this year, at least as far as I know, are these planet sets.
3: Yeah, they're great, and they're a low price point. They're only $9.99. And how they work, it's a container and storage, so when you buy the set, this opens up, and the bricks are within the set. Everything fits. Each one comes with a minifigure, and they're planets and vehicles that go along with that. So we think people are going to love them, and they almost you can turn them into a Christmas ornament later in the year, I think.
2: Oh, yeah, they got the little loop on the top there.
3: Exactly. So there's a lot you can do with it. And they're great because they act as storage, so they're good for travel, or if kids are in the car, and want to put together just a little set Um, and they're great for new builders they're six and up so it's a really good offering
2: and then you've got a lot of new vehicles on display here
3: yes we have a lot we have some that are even from the very early film so it's great such as a tie fighter um, because people are looking for some more classic things this year so it's great you can you can find some things that are from the video game or that might not be as mainstream as some people might know but if you know a kid is going into the section looking for a tie fighter or something from the first movie he can easily find it this year there's a lot of new offerings
2: a couple of my favorite sets are actually from return of the jedi you've got the sail barge with the sarlacc
3: yeah it's great and i i love the details on the minifigures because you know they leave no stone unturned so as you see they'll have lightsabers and um and all the gear that you would see in the movie so it's it's really great detail that i think a lot of um collectors and kids appreciate because when you think of star wars there's so many details and lego does a great job in representing it in brick form
2: and then you've got this great set with the Jabba's Palace with the Jabba minifigure and a Bomar monk.
3: We love that. And that's, it's definitely um, something different. And I'm excited because up until now, we only had the Jabba prototype. So this is the first time I've seen the actual minifigure, as we call it, even though he's not exactly mini. Um, but it, it's great. And people we know are going to go crazy for this set and the detail on it. And honestly, it looks just like it stepped out in the movie. So it's really cool. And there's also a lot of great minifigure features here, Um see so it's a lot of great detail.
2: Yeah, I like how the Han and Carbonite has the melted Han that actually snaps in behind.
3: Exactly, exactly. So it's just it's really mind-boggling to think how they come up with these sets and they really don't leave anything out. And it's it's just it's a really an art in what they do in creating these Lego Star Wars sets.
2: And then tying into the Clone Wars, as you mentioned, you've got Pre Mandalorian fighter here.
3: Exactly, and this is exclusive to Walmart, so we're excited. We usually um, don't have these retail exclusive sets here in the booth or at the preview party, but we were able to get these in just for the preview. They're moving out right after the collector party um, since they're not available to most retailers. But it's great because they have some exclusive minifigures and movable parts, so it's something that when people are looking for some harder-to-find sets that might not be everywhere, something like this is really collectible.
2: And then what I was a little surprised by is one of your bigger sets is actually Clone Wars tied in. It's the Malevolence.
3: Exactly, yeah. That we're excited for this year, too, and it's it's a great set. You see at the bottom, there's a lot of elements that aren't in a lot of other sets. So, obviously, with the 12 years we've had the license, there's been a lot that's been done. So they're constantly um, you know, trying to come up with new ideas and finding ways to do it, and now they're taking inspiration from anything Star Wars, which is great because we know that we want to keep it new and fresh for everyone, and we're still able to do that after 12 years, which is really exciting.
2: For Episode 1, which just came out in 3D this weekend, you've got the Gungan sub, the bongo there.
3: Exactly, and I, I love that they can all the minifigures, um, with the exception of Queen, Queen Amidala can fit in the front because that's how it is in the movie. So they really think about that and there's different compartments for weapons and a little thing on the back just like the water. So it's great and I love her because I think she's really unique and something that is just different that you don't see in most sets.
2: With episode one being so much of a push for Lucasfilm. I was surprised to not see more Episode 1 product.
3: You know, I think that we're just trying to keep fresh in what we're doing, take inspiration from across the films and across the video games and the Clone Wars. Um, So, as we know, they're going to be re-releasing a lot of the movies, so maybe as time goes on, it might tie in more specifically, but as of right now, we're just trying to take inspiration from whatever might not have been seen before in Lego form.
2: And to that point, you've got a Fury-class Interceptor from the Old Republic game.
3: Yeah, exactly, and it's, it's great because even um, though it might not be as colorful, some of the other sets, they make up for that in the detail with the minifigures. So it has a lot of moving parts. There's some launchers on the back and some colored bricks, so it's great.
2: And a Darth Malgus minifigure. Yes,
3: yeah, and some of these minifigures, honestly, are a little frightening. They're just so detailed, and um, they're making some larger models out of these minifigures, so it's great to see, and when you look at them, they really do look like they do from the film and from the Clone Wars.
2: And then on the other side, the Fury-class Interceptor has to have something to fight, the Republic Striker Starfighter.
3: Exactly, exactly. And it's great. It's almost all red brick. Um, We know that kids are going to love playing with that. And as you see, there's several minifigures that come with that. So we love that each of the sets, the smaller ones only have one, but most of these larger sets have three, four, five minifigures, which is awesome.
2: Now, I know our listeners worldwide loved the Lego Advent Calendar last year. Yes,
3: yeah. It was a huge hit. It was sold out almost everywhere. Very hard to find. So we're continuing that with a whole new Advent Calendar this year. Um, And it comes with a lot. I believe over 200 pieces. So it's great. Some of them are minifigures. Some are little scenes. um, Some are some other backdrops. So we know that's going to be super popular again. And that's out in October.
2: And the Darth Maul that's on the cover of it and it's actually a minifigure in the set is hysterically
3: it really is. And on the box he's quite scary and intimidating and the minifigure is great. And last year um, we had a lot of popularity with our Lego Santa Yoda that was exclusive to the advent calendar. So this year it's Darth Maul so we know again he's going to be super popular and people are going to love collecting him.
2: And finally you had a major announcement today that I know is going to have a lot of Lego collectors and Star Wars fans excited. Lego has the license for 10 more years. We
3: do. We're thrilled. As I said before, Star Wars was the first license that Lego ever had it was before that we did not have any um, other license lines Um, it's been our most popular since the launch in 1999 and we've sold over 200 million lego star wars sets worldwide so obviously we know that people love it and we have it now for 10 more years and hopefully many more beyond that so for the next 10 years people can expect hundreds more sets and minifigures and just new things so you know the product developers are going to be challenged obviously but we know they're excited star wars has so much to offer us and offer children
2: Great. Now, is this going to be the breadth of the 2012 line, or are there some surprises held back?
3: No, this is the breadth of the line. Um, this is everything from first to second half launches, so we're thrilled to be able to show everything. <laughs> um, and as you can see, it's one of the biggest collections we have of any of the product lines this year.
2: Absolutely. Always great to see you on the Sunday morning here at Javits, and thank you very much for your time and talking to us.
3: Thank you. We appreciate the support, and we know that everyone will be very happy with what we have to offer this year, so thank you.
2: And now we are at the Uncle Milton booth with Hillary again. Hello.
4: Hi, how are you?
2: Doing well. And you've got a lot of new items on display here that look very cool.
4: We do. We have four new items for 2012. We have two coming out this spring. They're on shelves now. Just in time for Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, we have two Darth Maul lightsabers. One is our Darth Maul mini lightsaber. And what you do is it comes in pieces and you build it. So you build your own lightsaber. And it's double-bladed. You just push the button and it lights up red on both ends.
2: What I like about it is you can see the circuitry inside when it's unbuilt. You get to see all the circuit boards and things. So as part of the educational bit, they get to see the electronics that work and then able to make it into
4: the little toy. Exactly. And all of our products come with educational content. So the kids learn about how to build a lightsaber. They learn a little bit about the film and then how it connects to our world. We also have our Darth Maul lightsaber room light. So similar to our other room lights, it mounts on the wall. This one, however, is double-bladed and you can turn it. So you just tilt it and it can go vertical or horizontal or you can sit it on an angle. Uh, This one, you just push the button, it goes on and lights up.
2: Very nice and I love the base that comes with that, the way it's kind of like the Darth Maul tattoo inspired.
4: Exactly. That's what our designers were looking at when they designed the lightsaber.
2: Does it come in half, or can you remove one of the blades?
4: It comes in pieces, both blades are removable, and it does slide off the wall like most of our other lightsaber room lights.
2: Does it have a remote?
4: This one does not. It just works off the push of a button.
2: Okay, very cool, and those are both on shelves now?
4: They're both on shelves now, yes.
2: And what's the MSRP on the Darth Maul room light?
4: Uh, The Darth Maul room light is $39.99, and the mini lightsaber is $16.99. All right,
2: and now you've got something here that's intriguing me. I think it's coming out a little later in the year. It's a giant glove in a ball.
4: (laughs) This is our force glove, and what you'll be able to do is put the glove on, and you'll be able to use the force push or the force pull. Um, On the inside of the glove, there will be a magnet, and you can use the polarity of the magnet to push or pull a little droid or possibly a little lightsaber. And just depending on the polarity of the magnet, that's how you know what you're doing with the force.
2: Okay, and what are the anti-gravity balls there?
4: These are little balls that are high bounce balls and they come in pairs. You can see all our pairs here. One is C-3PO and R2-D2. There's a large ball and a small ball. And when you bounce them, they bounce high. And the educational content will sort of be like, Will the little, bow, little ball bounce higher than the big ball. Which one will come down first? Which one will go higher? So it's fun for kids. And that's a very, you know, it's an easy retail. They're $5.99.
2: Very nice. And that's for two?
4: Yes, two balls.
2: And the art, is that by Jake?
4: Uh, The art for the balls right now is not final, so it may be changing a little bit, but it's not confirmed at this time.
2: How many are going to be coming out?
4: Uh, There's 12 different pairs.
2: Very nice. And then, of course, a lot of carry forward items coming into this year.
4: Yes, we still have our other lightsaber room lights, our two other mini lightsabers, our Death Star Planetarium, our Mustafar Volcano Lab, and of course our Boba Fett Launch Lab, which has been hugely popular. All right.
2: Well, thank you very much for your time. It looks like a lot of great stuff. And you're going to be at Celebration?
4: Uh, We're not sure about Celebration yet, but we're definitely going to be at Comic-Con this year. All
2: right. Well, people can check you out then in person. Thank you very much. So those were some really fun items, and I do hope they get to keep that Jake art. We got to see some Jake art we hadn't seen before.
1: Yeah, there is Jabba, Bausch I know some TIE Fighters, some neat stuff, so I hope
2: that is the art that goes. And the Death Star. Yeah. And what I didn't realize at the time that we were talking to Hillary, the big ball that's in the pictures around the glove isn't actually part of the item. It just comes with the glove, and the magnet slips into the glove, and then you can push and pull the items. I thought you were doing it kind of like... Remember, you know, the static electricity Spencer's balls?
1: Yeah, no, that was just for display. I see that Force glove being a really big hit, like the Force trainer. And it's going to be probably really inexpensive to get for a fun thing to show people because you could take those magnets and put them on other things and make it look like you have the Force with your black glove. But you're going to buy it, and you're going to have fun with it.
2: Oh, absolutely. And It, it looks cool, though. I like it that it's not just a mitten or something. You know, it's actually kind of a cool glove that looks utilitarian and also has the purpose but come on who doesn't have fun playing with balls so now we're just going to kind of walk the floor and see what we can see as we go around We've made our way to the Rubies booth with all the costumes and it doesn't look like there's anything new for Star Wars, but some of the same costumes that we've seen with the battle chest with the Jedi and the Darth Vader and your clone and then your individual outfits.
1: It looks like the Darth Vader outfit is a, maybe new, but I'll, I'll be honest, I don't keep up on the
2: Ruby's costumes. We see them at Halloween and in the Halloween stores and things. I love that they do the costume sets and the battle chests. I think it's a great idea for kids so that they have play value. You get more than one costume, or if you have more than one kid.
1: Yeah, I just don't. These aren't in retail except at Halloween, so it's kind of.
2: You always see them online though, Entertainment yeah. Earth, wherever you shop. Yeah. So we will move on. And we're here in the top Trump's booth with Tom Little, who stands much taller than I do. So we are looking at all the Top Trumps Star Wars cards. Now, you've been coming out with these for a couple of years now.
5: That's right, well, Top Trumps is around 40 years old. It's a UK game. Every kid grows up playing it, whether it's uh, Ricky Gervais or Simon Cowell, they've all got Top Trumps. Even Kate and Will play Top Trumps. That's that's a fact, because we made a pack for them for the for the Royal Wedding. So uh, yeah, Top Trumps is something that, very simple game mechanic. It's who's got the highest stat wins and uh, first one to get the full deck.
2: That really explains why our UK-based reporter, Steve the Ginger Prince, is obsessed with your Star Wars line of top trumps. He needs every set you come out with.
5: Uh, yeah, well, Star Wars, we, uh, the big announcement for Star Wars, we've just had approval from Lucas to make a Death Star tin, which means we can put two packs of top trumps inside the Death Star, and uh, I know it's not, it's, I know it's audio, but you can get a reaction where you say, wow. Wow. Wow, there you go. So that's a, that's a Moshi <laughs> tin, which inside has got, once I open it, two packs of top trumps. So we're just about to go into production of exactly the same thing, but a Death Star. That will be
2: very cool. And that's going to be that same scale? Yeah. And we see a lot of decks here. Do you have any new decks coming out?
5: Star Wars or General? Uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, what is our latest Star Wars? Yeah, Clone Wars 3. Is that the Rise of the Bounty Hunters? There
2: you go. Yeah, and we see you've got all the others still out there.
5: Yeah, Uh, they're all in here. I mean, we started with uh, episodes four to six, obviously, then one to three. We did Starships, original Clone Wars, two. And then in the Star Wars box set, the tournament, there's an exclusive pack, which is top 30 moments from Star Wars. Top Trump's tournament.
2: And that box set comes with a little, like, spinner as well as a...
5: And uh, you play it. There's an actual game with this, so you're trying to win. Uh, you're trying to collect pegs. You play mini games with top terms to collect pegs. First one to win. First one to fin uh, get all the pegs wins the game. And, uh, yeah, that's available on Amazon.
2: Okay, great. Well, thank you very much for your thank time. You. This is looking very cool. Oh, yeah. And we are at Screen Life with Andre Lawless. Screen Life is the makers of the CNIT game, which we know from the Seinfeld version, the Saturday Night Live version, but got most excited when it was announced just last week that there's going to be a Star Wars version of CNIT.
6: Yeah, we're, we're pretty excited about that, too. I'm Andre. And, uh, Like you said, coming out late summer, early fall, first time ever is uh, the scene at Star Wars. And it it spans all six of the movies and has some things in that super fans are going to love. Behind the scenes production art, um, some beyond Star Wars references and trivia questions about Robot Chicken, and some interesting, funny Star Wars parodies. But uh, in addition to finally having Star Wars as a license, our product's also evolving in that there is a DVD in the box that delivers rich media, as there always has been for 10 years of seen it products. But for 2012, for the first time ever, there's also a streaming component where there's 20% extra unique content on a streamed version of the game where you can go to CNIT.com, type in a 12-digit unique code that's in the box, and receive streamed content on your laptop, on your tablet, on your Internet-connected internet, internet, internet connected TV. Excuse me, And it's still a CNIT board game experience which is social
2: tabletop and a lot of fun for those who haven't played the game i mean i'm sure everybody's seen them all our listeners go to the toy and game aisles but for those who haven't played can you describe the game mechanics
6: sure uh scenic games are they use rich media clips so clips of uh from TV shows, from uh, of music, of of movies, the scene, iconic scenes from the movies, and then asks you questions about the scenes themselves. So you have to remember things that happened in the scene that you just watched, or it references things that happened in the in the film or the intellect or the entertainment property that you have to have remembered. So it does require a certain amount of knowledge of a particular property.
2: So for Star Wars fans, though, especially with the original three movies, do they even need to see the clips in order to answer the questions? I'm wondering.
6: Probably not. But you know, there's a, a good range of content from the, for the casual fans and for the ultimate Star Wars fans. So we hope that there's something in there for everyone that loves Star Wars.
2: Now, assuming this is successful, do you have the license to also include things like the Clone Wars properties and some of the other things that Lucas is working on? We do not currently have
6: that in our in our, our, our current agreements, but we're very interested in pursuing that, and we'll we'll see how the first
2: product does and the question everybody's gonna ask me so I'll ask you beforehand any holiday special Easter eggs in this
6: we'll have to wait to find out but you, your audience would be one of the first I'd like to tell about them down the line sometime
2: all right well thank you very much and now we're gonna go and see how this game looks thank you you're welcome thank you so we have just left the scene at booth and Honestly, this has blown me away. Wow. Um, I took a video
1: of the display. It's, I'm going to post it. It's very cool. I, I don't even know what to say because this sounds like so much fun.
2: And what I didn't understand about seeing it, I was going in my mind back to those old VHS games where you'd watch a scene and there would be like, what happened in that scene? And you do have that. But then it gets a little bit better because there are scenes that play and then stop and go, what line do they say next? And so it's based on that. Or there's one that stumped me. It was, guess the ship from the concept art. And it would fade in. And so because it's a game, whoever says it first wins. And... The ship is coming in and starts like a Rorschach inkblot and gets clearer and clearer. And at first I thought it was the Sith Infiltrator. It turned out to be the Jedi Starfighter from Episode 3 when it was fully drawn.
1: Yeah, it's going to be, I think, even tough for diehard fans too. But I think it looks like they've made it also easy for regular casual fans or maybe someone who's barely seen it.
2: And there's all types of different gameplay. There's like the invisible character where they remove a character. You have to say who's removed or they do 8-bit pixelization like Atari 2600 graphics of the scenes. I am actually, this is taking me back to like, I want to play this.
1: Yeah, I think we may actually play board games at our house. This is not really a board game, but I think we may actually pull this out and play just you and I.
2: Yeah, or company. This is going to be a fantastic, fantastic thing for Star Wars fans who get together. I think every collecting club needs to have one of these to play with their members.
1: I think absolutely. Can't recommend this one enough.
2: Yeah, based off this, we'll do a full review. I promise. I'm going to pre-order this thing, and we're going to do a full hands-on review when we get it. But that may be the surprise big item of this con that looks just so much fun. I think you're right. Now we have just come from the booth of Look3D, and you may be wondering why this has to do with Star Wars. Well, they are the makers of the Pod Race 3D glasses.
1: Yeah, the ones that you got at AMC, and I didn't know you could buy them on Amazon. I know people are clamoring to get them, but you could just go to Amazon and buy them for 10 bucks.
2: I would have saved a lot of money. I subscribed to the Clone Wars magazine just to get a pair of those, and they seemed so limited. They were saying, just got 100 Well, the person we talked to there, very nice gentleman, told us what happened. They wanted these out at retail before the movie. The licensing moved a little bit slower than they would have liked, only able to get them out online. But they're on Amazon now for $10, and they come with a nice little carry case that I didn't know about on a blister pack.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the carrying case is nice because then you can reuse them and not have to use someone else's old grody glasses when you go see a 3D movie.
2: Yeah, we talked to somebody this weekend whose sterilization processor, no, was a little bit squeamish about the idea of putting glasses that somebody else had on their face on their own. So for $10, you could take these to every movie and be the only person who's ever worn them. Now, here's a scoop we got, though. They have the license to do it for the future Star Wars movies. If you go to their Facebook page that we're going to link to from SWActionNews.com or you can find it at Look3D.com. They're talking to the fans right now to see what they'd like, but where they're leaning right now, and this makes perfect sense, and I'm excited, Django Fett.
1: I'm kind of curious how that would work. Would it be a helmet? Weird glasses? I don't know. I'm kind of curious how it would be.
2: I would think that what you could do, and looking at some of their other licenses, you do the slit across with the gray and maybe blue rims, and maybe a little bit down the nose, and you just have a big slit of 3D. And so instead of individual flat lenses like they had on the pod race, you have one big lens.
1: Yeah. I'd be kind of curious to see again.
2: And then with 3D glasses, is they're polarized, I wonder how that would work. I don't understand the 3D technology enough, I guess, but definitely check them out. I'm excited to see that these glasses are going to be going forward in the future.
1: We stopped by Fantasy Flight Games to take a look at their Star Wars card game and the X-Wing game.
2: Now, we knew that these licenses were going to come back again. The minis come back, the TCG slash CCG. Well, now, from Fantasy Flight Games, there's Star Wars the card game. They call it a living card game. And they're going to be coming out with a new deck of 60 cards, six zero cards every month.
1: What? Every month?
2: And they call it a Force Pack. So I don't think it's going to be blind packaged the way some of those TCGs and CCGs are, but you can buy one deck per month, and it's the Force Pack for the card game. For the mini-game... The core set they offer has dice, cards, missions, fully assembled, painted ships, which we got to look at. We weren't able to take photographs of because Lucasfilm hasn't signed off on the final sculpts, but it allows for space combat. Now, when we were in our local comic book store the other day, we noticed card protectors that were, had Star Wars art and were able to put collectible cards in. And I thought they might have been an older item. Our comic store gets older items or pulls them out of a dusty back room somewhere. But no, these are new items from Fantasy Flight Games that tie into this card game, this core set. And they have great art, and they were retailing at $5 for a pack of card protectors that have really wonderful art to protect the back of your cards. So we'll have pictures of the boxes and of those card protectors on our website, SWActionNews.com. But it looks like these games are coming back again and again. So then we hit up the Funko booth where it looks like I was really wondering the success of the Star Wars pop vinyls because at my target, they went on clearance and I was able to pick them up for a song. I'm like, oh, these are so cute. I wish that they'd done well. It looks like they did very well.
1: Yeah, because it looks like they've got a whole bunch of new ones coming out. But I'm telling you, the scene stealer. There's two over there. Three. Okay, three of them are must haves. One, Java.
2: He is hysterical. He's like mid-choke. There's a slave Leia, I think, that if you got a chain, you could have her choking the other bobblehead and it would fit because he's got his tongue flailing out. Yeah, the
1: Jabba, adorable. The little Darth Maul with the swirly eyes. Oh, my God, he's so cute. And I don't really like bobbleheads because the bobble is freaky, but they're just so cute. And then the last one, which I think might be the cutest, is the Gamorrean guard. He's just like a little baby Gamorrean guard. He's like a little puppy.
2: And they've got so many others. A metallic (laughs) C-3PO... Again, as I said, Slave Leia. Then we saw these at Midtown Comics because we shopped there when we're here. And now they're here out on the display floor. Something new for 2012. Mini bobbleheads. Now, these aren't pop vinyl. These are more like their regular bobbleheads. And they're much, much smaller than even the scaled-down ones they've done for the Christmas ornaments or the Halloween ornaments. These are about the size of a thumb drive.
1: Yeah, they're really cute, too, just because they're tiny.
2: These come in two packs. And at Midtown comics they were selling for $11.99 a two-pack you might be able to get them for maybe $9.99 online somewhere over at the diamond booth they had a few Kotobukiya items on display including the art obi-wan that we saw last year at new york comic-con and a couple of the clones but nothing too much in the way of star wars over at diamond at least not out on display at the Comic Images booth, who you may know for all of their many plush Star Wars items. They have a new item continuing their very successful line of backpacks. I'm surprised how many of these I see at cons.
1: Yeah, because I'd like to have a backpack that's roomy, but okay.
2: But, you know, there's various degrees of costuming. You could be a full, you know, TK and carry nothing. Or you can have a small ad ad on your back now. bet they're kind of heavy though. It looks very well padded. Yes, it does. They also have some new vehicle plushes, a TIE fighter, a Death Star with a light up green light for the laser.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then they've got a little falcon and an X-wing. It's very cool. But perhaps the best thing is the Millennium Falcon dog bed.
2: I think it's just called the Millennium Falcon pillow. But if you have small to medium-sized dogs, anything cocker, spaniel, or smaller, it's a dog bed.
1: It's going to be a dog bed in our house. So I guess you'll have to get your own for the
2: collection. And then over in their line of footsies, which are the very cute plushes. We've seen these at Toys R Us and, of course, every time Comic Images comes to a con. It looks like they've done a couple new ones, Santa Yoda and Santa Vader.
1: Yeah, those are really cute. And then they've got those, also some giant ones. They've got a giant Yoda, a giant Chewie, a giant Vader, and a giant R2.
2: I don't think those have quite the appeal that the 8-inch ones do. I think you're right. Finally, the piece de resistance. What could be better than a Wampa rug? But... After you cut the Wampa's head off, you wear it on your own head like a trophy.
1: Kind of like Ben Stiller did in Tropic Thunder. Yes. With the panda. Yes. Who's Amanda? Yeah. They even put it on a red balloon. It's awesome.
2: They have a number of hats. You could also do the same thing with a Wookiee. You could have Chewbacca. The Vader one's great because it's subtle. Yeah. The Vader one is subtle. It's just like you have a weird hat on. The Wicked one, great for children who need neck coverage. Or adults. With tiny faces. Well, yeah. The Leia one with the buns.
1: So over buns, but okay.
2: Still, it's a cool idea. I'd love to see it executed this way. Some very fun stuff at Comic Images we're here with Dan at Kotobukiya's booth at Toy Fair and a lot of great Star Wars items on display here.
7: Yes, we're uh, we're unveiling um, a new Boba Fett for our Artifacts Plus line. Uh, we just got concept art here, but we'll also have a Darth Vader Artifacts Plus. Uh, those are our 110 scale collectibles. Uh, they've been doing really well, so we just want to increase the line by adding uh, new characters and new poses. Um, we're also showing our um, Darth Maul and he's going to be available in April. Uh, he comes with um, two different heads, multiple arms and legs so you can change up the poses. All our RFX Plus uh, releases come with a magnetic base so you can position the statue wherever you'd like and there's limited articulation so like with R2D2 and C3PO which is currently out at retail right now you can move the head, the arms, uh, R2's dome can swivel.
2: I love the alternate head for Darth Maul. I know you have not posed with the movie Accurate one, but the other one, he's got like this scream going on. It's very cool. Yeah. It's kind
7: of just to give him a little, uh, you know, uh, kind of a ferocious kind of attack mode, you know.
2: And the finish you've given C-3PO, I'm telling you, the things you guys can do with these materials to make them look like metal is astounding. It's
7: incredible. When we first showed uh, our C-3PO, it was a gold paint, but it wasn't actually... uh, back metal that you see now which is our production piece.
2: And then this Yoda, is he slightly different painted than what we've seen before?
7: Uh, The last time you saw Yoda, I'm not sure if he was at New York Comic Con, but uh, he was definitely at um, San Diego Comic Con, and that was just the sculpt. Uh, We didn't actually have him painted. So um, he's fully painted, as you can see. He'll come with two different heads, one where his eyes are closed so he can be concentrating as he's levitating the rocks. Uh, Plus, the generator and the small lamp on the rock will uh, illuminate.
2: And then over in your other collection of various items with the chopsticks and the silicone ice trays, I'm seeing four here for the first time. I've seen them online before, but seeing them in person. The Millennium Falcon, those are big.
7: Yes. Yes. Um, those are going to be making some pretty big ice cubes. Or, you know, since they're silicone, you can bake in them too. So maybe some Millennium Falcon cookies. Uh, we also have Darth Vader, Stormtroopers, and the X-Wings. So we've got, a, you know... The response to our first series has been tremendous. Uh, this past holiday season, they were just flying. So we've decided to follow that up with a second series, as you see here.
2: When we saw the pictures online, I know some listeners in our forums were talking that they were afraid that if you made ice with the X-wings, you're never going to get those guns to stay on. Have you? Uh, do those come out okay? Yeah, you you, you may experience some
7: breakage. Um, it's only ice. It's not the it's end only of the ice. World. Yeah, uh, you know. But um, yeah, uh, it just depends on how how gently you actually remove it from the silicone and you know but yeah you know 9 out of 10 times they come out like they're supposed to you know fully intact
2: and while not Star Wars, I know a lot of people like Alien. I just have to give you some compliments <laughs> on some of the most intriguing items I've seen at Comic Con because I love them. I love the Alien films. We're gonna be reviewing them at our another podcast, now podcast.com going through as we build up to Prometheus. Right. But to see the chestburster chopsticks, <laughs> I don't you know, I don't know if I want to eat with them or if I would lose my appetite with
7: them. Yeah, you know, but response has been great on these uh, and it's it's just something Thing, it's an acquired taste, if you love the films and of course with Prometheus coming out this summer, uh, I, I don't think you can go wrong if you're a fan of the Alien franchise. Um, you know, you can collect them, you can use them, you can use them in your hair. Do what you will with them, but they're definitely going to get somebody's attention.
2: Oh, I, I do love them. They're just H.R. Geiger. He's such a specific taste, and the intent is to repulse with his designs. And so that's what makes the Alien such a great design and memorable. Very and true. To turn it into something that you have floating in your drink. <laughs> <laughs> Very
7: true, yes. We have two different styles of uh, silicone trays, uh, Big Chap and the Alien
2: Egg. All right, well, Dan, thank you very much for your time. Always good to see you.
7: Always a pleasure, Arnie.
2: And we are at the Jazzwares booth with Kevin looking at all these various items. Now, we know you guys, we talked to you last year about your spyware stuff, which had come out and really been all over our Toys R Us and a huge success among our listeners. And now we see you've got a lot of new items to show with various audio devices.
8: Yes. uh, Our Star Wars voice changer is very cool. You know, Darth Vader has the the deep breath. We all know that... that is a, we're copying that, miming that here with the voice changer in the spy line. In addition to that, we also have the perimeter droids. You can put it at the base of your room. You don't want somebody to come in your room without you knowing. Put these at the base. Uh, there's a laser that goes across. An alarm will go off letting you know, hey, there's someone here. We're also coming out in this spring with a Star Wars spy uh, spy camera. You place this in your room. You leave. You go out for the night. Someone comes in your room without you knowing. This takes a camera. You plug it in your computer. You can say, hey, my, why was my mom in my room tonight? What, what's going on?
2: That's great. It's a Darth Maul nanny cam.
8: Yeah. Hey, there you go, Darth Maul Nanike. I like it. I like it. So yeah, that's that's our spine line. In, in addition to the items. Oh, actually, one more thing. Our Darth Maul binoculars. Very cool. Uh, you can take a look off in the distance, like Luke did when he was riding in the. Uh, The uh, little car out in the sand. You can take a look off in the distance and see what's going on. See if you see the sand people. As an audio guy, I got to ask, what's with the listening device? The listening device. That is that is a prototype we're looking at right now, but that is coming out later this summer. You're going to be able to uh, put some headphones to it, uh, hold it up in the air, and see what people are talking about in other rooms. Or sorry, hear what other people are talking about in other rooms.
2: So, what's the range on
8: that kind of thing? Uh, The range about 15 to 20 feet. I want, but I'm not going to get. That's not a firm answer. Don't don't quote me on that or take me but that's that's about the range that we're, our, our product developers are looking at right
2: now. That just is eerie between the nanny cam and the listening device you've got some nice uh, stalker tools in the toy store. That's right we want
8: to know what's <laughs> going on at all points of the home at all times and uh, we're giving you the ability to do that here with the
2: Star Wars Spy Line. <laughs> and now you've also got and I've seen a couple of these in stores already some cd players that are Star Wars sculpts. Oh my god yes Darth Vader
8: uh is a fan favorite and a well-known icon. Why not have him play your CDs and your, actually has an MP3 hookup as well, uh, which is really cool. The head pops open of Darth Vader and you can place your favorite disc in there. And then when you close it back up and hit play, his eyes light up and you can control the volume right from his mouth. So it's a very cool item. That is cool.
2: Where do you control the volume on the mouth?
8: Oh, it's one of the little knobs. That's yeah, great. Exactly, exactly. So very cool, very exciting CD player. I know CD players are you know, kind of going out, but if you've got a few laying around, this is an item that you want to have. Yeah, I have about 3,000, so I need to still have something to play them on. Hey, you know what? And if you don't have many CDs, it's got the MP3 hookup.
2: Absolutely. And then you've also got a couple others here, uh, Captain Rex and Darth Vader figural.
8: Oh, my, yes. Captain, yes. We're a toy company at Jazzware, so you can see the uh, the toyisticness in our, our consumer electronics here with the Darth Vader and Captain Rex uh, Clone Wars and Star Wars alarm clocks. Uh, they make noise. They are loud. They will wake you up. Uh, with the deep breaths of Darth Vader for sure.
2: And now, also at our Toys R Us, I've seen the Darth Maul USB drive you have on display here. So you're getting into the USB arena with Star Wars. Yes, this is a our
8: USB drives are an exclusive item with Toys R Us. Uh, Darth Maul, you know, why not? If you need to save your your PowerPoint presentation, your Excel spreadsheet, why not save it on Darth Maul? And then in addition to that, we have R2D2, the smartest USB drive in the galaxy, I would say. So if you're looking to save that PowerPoint presentation, R2D2 will store it away.
2: And you've got some pictures of earbuds. here. Here that I love because they're sculpted earbuds, like having Yoda oh with ears in your ear. They're very cool. Um, you know, this,
8: these are mock-ups right now, so these are still in conception. We do actually have a C-3PO earbud here on the other side of our wall, which your listeners can't see, that is available with our MP4 player. But we are going to have Yoda, Darth Maul, Darth Vader. These earbuds are—it's it's, going to be very cool. Why not? If you're listening to music, you need to have—you need to represent. Ah, very cool. So that's an MP4 player. Yeah, it's an MP4 player R2D2 that has C3PO earbuds. The MP4 player comes preloaded with trailers to the movie, so that's really cool. So you
2: can, uh, you know, take a sneak peek before you watch a video of Star Wars. That is so cool because it's got a little video screen on the back of R2. Because I was wondering how you have a portable MP4 player, very cool. but that is very cool. Well, thank you very much for your time, Kevin. Appreciate it. No problem. I hope it was informative and uh, go Star Wars. <laughs> Oh, one last thing. Sure. You've got a iPad case with Vader silkscreened. I can't let that go. I'm an Apple guy. Uh, hey,
8: you know what? Laptops are out. Tablet iPads are in. And we are going with the trend. Darth Vader tablet sleeve cover. Uh, why not represent when you're on the airplane walking through the mall on your tablet sleeve? Why not
2: represent with some Darth Vader? All right. Well, thank you very much.
8: No problem. Thanks a lot.
2: And we just left the booth of Jad's International. And if you don't know Jad's, they are the makers of the Udelando Cologne and the Slave Leia perfume that were available at Celebration. And they did let us know that they are in talks to try to bring more of their fragrances to Celebration 6 this fall. They couldn't tell us anything more than that. I have to say, Jad's International was a fantastic person to talk to but the primary topic was their new Avengers colognes that are coming out in March to celebrate the Avengers movie but we do talk a little bit of Star Wars if you want to hear that interview and the Star Wars stuff mentioned or just ever wonder how does someone determine what Lando smells like check it out in issue 34 at MarveliciousToys.com So that was Toy Fair 2012. Oh, I'm tired. To end on, a couple clarifications of the Hasbro coverage we put out on Saturday. It does not appear that the regular black and silver vintage cards are going to be foiled. It's going to be the San Diego Comic-Con alternate cards that are going to be foiled. And those will be available at retail, much like the foil vintage cards were last time. The only thing exclusive about the San Diego Comic-Con set is the Jar Jar and Carbonite, which is unnumbered, a couple of people have asked that on the Facebook page, and the Carbonite packaging.
1: In all fairness, it took us like eight of us to figure out what was not numbered, what was foiled, what wasn't, what card back was what, because it got very confusing, and they're whipping through it like the Micro Machine Man.
2: It was funny, because we were standing with some of the guys of JediNews.uk and Jedi Temple Archives and bunch of sites all going now what did they say yeah
1: I, again i guess we just had to get all our heads in the huddle and figure it out and flow charts and venn diagrams and all that stuff
2: and a couple of rumors that you've probably read on some sites but if you haven't will spoil for you the big rumor making its way around is that 2012 may be the last year or at least the last full year for the vintage collection figures that's kind of interesting isn't it you know i'm not sad about it. It seems like it's been around after the end of this year for as long as most of these lines are with the way they keep changing the lines and changing the looks. And when they announced they were hitting their hundredth figure and going, you know, well past that this year, probably, you know, close to 125 by the end of the year, assuming that they have waves for Christmas unannounced. The rumor is that it's going to possibly take a break and be replaced by the bringing back of the Build-A-Droid lines, which is always fun. I like the Build-A-Droids. I like having all those different droids available.
1: Yeah, because I guess you can bash make your own droids out of it. You don't have to build the same ones over and over.
2: Or great custom fodder for people who like to make their own astromechs, or protocol droids.
1: And people who like to trade. There's lots of trading going on with those. I know. I know Hasbro had a swap one time with those.
2: Yeah, great fun with that. And... So the theory is that vintage might go away for a while and then return. And I don't know that that would be all bad, especially at the extra price point. And again, nothing official, official, but the figures in the Build-A-Droid line will still be of the same quality we've come to expect from the vintage figures, just not on vintage cards. That's okay, then. So thanks to everyone. It was great to see all the people from all the different sites, Sand Troopers, Yak Temple Archives, Kurdo, all you people. Always great to only see you, you know, once, twice, celebration, three times a year.
1: <laughs> I think you sound a little bit like Lionel
2: Richie there. I'm not going to sing New Year's Resolution. I'm giving it up for Lent.
1: we still got a few days.
2: Giving it up early for that. So we hope you've enjoyed our coverage. And next week, Dan and Jerry will be handling the show and giving you their Toy Fair thoughts. And we will be back in two weeks. Remember, keep your thoughts of Toy Fair coming. four one five five zero eight 508 Jedi or show at swactionnews.com and in our forums, swactionnews.com, Facebook, Twitter. We appreciate it all.
1: We'll see you in two weeks.
0: Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit YakFace.com and JediTempleArchives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyrighted Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. Ginger Prince, explain.
2: Yes, that's uh, he's a uh, red-headed guy. He's the Steve the Ginger Prince.
5: <laughs> Ginger Prince. <laughs> Ginger Prince. Nice, all right. Well, hi, Steve, from the UK. <laughs>